Hello and welcome to Bookasul. My name is P.S. Nisim. This podcast is where I read, retrospect and rave about books from the Desi perspective. And if you're a regular listener, you know that what I usually do is to pick up two books and go into them in detail, uh, read out a bit of their flavor, explain what they're like and what their themes are and connect them. Well, this episode is special. I'm not doing any of those things. In fact, what I plan to do is to not pick up any specific book to review. Instead, uh, what I thought I'd do is to ask for questions or any suggestions that my listeners would like me to talk about. I put out a tweet on Twitter. My ID is PS underscore Nisim, by the way. And I got back multiple questions. And I thought I'd go over these questions today and answer them one by one. The next episode, I should be back to my usual format. So let's get started. I think the moment I tweeted, the first guys who got back to me were uh, the good folks at Blaft, who are my publishers as well, just in case you didn't know. And uh, they had a very overloaded question for me, which is, uh, what are my top three historical novels set in India? This, This is really difficult and much harder than it looks in my opinion, because Historical novels, the genre itself in India is heavily overloaded. Uh, There are multiple different factors that kind of tilt it one way or the other. The really old novels that are written by, uh, let's say, the British are heavily towards, tilted towards colonialism and, you know, the white man's burden and so on and so forth. And reading them today makes you feel really weird. But within India, books written by Indians also have a lot of other genres that kind of intrude in. Uh, These days, for example, uh, mythology seems to overlap with historical and it's very hard to figure out the difference between the two, at least in intention. So if you read uh, a book I reviewed earlier in an episode called Uganda, which was a kind of historical fiction from the face of it, but it was a kind of life of Krishna, which is, we don't know where that goes. And if, if you're not talking about mythology, then we are overshot with social concerns about uh, the status of society and things like that and how we were poor or how we are poor or how we are heading towards uh, you know a dark age or we are coming out of a dark age if not that we are talking about uh, religious concerns or about very orthodox kind of writers if nothing else then we wind up in historical novels talking about politics or if nothing else then about partition a lot of novels that would have otherwise been historical novels are overshadowed by one or the other of these concerns. And um, it turns out that all of the best work, which which you would be able to slot into the actual category, is is pretty much uh, in other languages. It's, it's not in English because number one, uh, English writing in India right now is very, very overloaded and slotted into this narrow literary fiction genre or else very reactionary political genre or else then into mythology which is the upcoming trend but if not that then uh, there simply isn't very much of it and so i need to go through other languages to find good stuff and what i'm doing right now is not necessarily the absolute best because well even i haven't read everything but three books that are very representative of their genre even if they may be uh, not palatable to some of the readers, but they have had their own wide following and I think they are still very readable if you look at them purely as fiction. So let's get started. Uh, Number one 
in my list is Vaishali ki Nagarvadu by Acharya Chaturasen, which is a story of a royal courtesan um, of historical times, based supposed to be based on a real character, but that's not completely true, of course, with, as is the best of historical fiction. And uh, a movie has been based on this book as well. You may have seen it. It's an old movie called Amrapali, starring Vijayanti Mala. And uh, this book was a sensation. It's kind of sensationalist in its own. Calls you know men all men are rapey and lustful and what this poor girl does when she's stuck in a situation. And it's kind of exploitation as well. But uh, the writing is really beautiful. This is in Hindi, by the way. I don't believe there's an English translation of this yet because Acharya Chaturvedi, the writer, is kind of taken as a right-wing nut by some people and his writing goes on about glorious age of golden india and so on and so forth some of his other books are also quite well known such as somnath which tells the history of the temple and then vayam rakshanam which talks about uh, the ravan from ravan's point of view which is pure mythology but uh, acharya chatusen's most popular book is vaishali ki nagar uh, book number 2 is uh, i'm picking up uh, rao by uh, Nagnath Inamdar, N.S. Inamdar, which is again a love story. It's the story of uh, Bajirao and Mastani, which if you have been following Hindi cinema recently has become quite well known. I hated that movie by the way. Let's not talk about it. But this book is awesome. Again, it's really beautifully written and it is available in English. It's translated by Vikrant Pandey, who uh, has been doing a very good job with translating Marathi historical fiction and Marathi big novels and epics into English. I have picked up another of his books for review in this podcast before, which was Ratnakar Matkari's short stories. And uh, as there and here too, the translation is very smooth. It, it's a good book. Um, Marathi television watchers of the 80s may remember a TV serial based, based on this very book. Uh, but never mind that the story itself is well known and has emotional resonance even today. Um, the third book I think that I'll pick up is uh, Mrgnaini by Vrindavan Lal Verma. This is again Verma's most famous book. Vrindavan Lal Verma is also a uh, fairly well-known historical writer in Hindi. And this book talks of the in fact, it turns out to be a, yet a third love story, which is of a Mansing Tomer and his uh, Gujdari, that is a tribal wife named Mrgnani. Uh, this book received several awards and it, it's quite well known. I don't believe this one too is in English. So bluff guys, if you are looking to have the best historical epics, why not get these books translated? Uh, Vrindavandal Valma is well known for some of his other books. Uh, Ahilya Bai, there's a history of... Uh, Ahilya Bai Holkar, a queen of Indore. There is a story of Rani Lakshmi Bai and a few others. So he has been more or less into historical fiction or else some social fiction. Um, this was the list of the top of my head, but there's many, many others who didn't quite make it for one reason or other, other or just mood, let's call it. So let me very quickly read out that list of people I considered. I think first, uh, there are they are just two writers in this list who are writing originally in English. Uh, the first is Manohar Malgaonkar, probably best known for his independence struggle related books, which are uh, A Bend in the Ganges and The Devil's Wind. 
but the book that i would really love to read of his which i haven't been able to get my hands on is a book called seahawk and uh, in case any of you have it uh, send me a copy please it's a history of kanhoji angre who was uh, a military uh, a naval captain of the marathas who fought against the british apparently uh, so the a bend in the ganges is my nomination there uh, kushwan singh who uh, wrote the very harrowing train to partition but also delhi which is a kind of history of the city uh, three other writers have written originally in other languages but whose books are today available in english uh, ponin selvan written by kalki which is in tamil and talks about the chola empire and then we have uh, tungabhadra tire which is so by the tungabhadra in english by shadarindu bandopadhyay better known i think for byomkesh bakshi i believe but translated into english by arunosena and then there is uh, the patan novels which is a history of a part of gujarat which is written by kanaiya lal munchi uh, which has also been very popular and i think is available in english now although i have not been able to read or even get my hands on a copy yet so those are my uh, nominees for best historical fiction i am happy to hear any more nominations or pieces that i have missed i of course rely on the languages that are available either in translation or which i can read by myself all right on to the next question which came from a uh, rohinton dadwala who tweets as word bandar you should read his uh, poetry and sci-fi by the way it's, it's really good and he had a, actually a easy question for me which is my favorite detective series that's set in india so after horror fiction i believe uh, detective fiction is what i read a lot of uh, detective and thriller and uh, again i'm going through a list of uh, my nominees first this time in hindi the people that i have read which have done a lot of good stuff is uh, surender mohan pathak with his vimal series then there is ved prakash sharma which is keshav pandit series uh, om prakash sharma with a whole lot of characters they kind of intermingle into each other the plots are interesting the characters are all kind of templates though and then colonel ranjit who wrote these noir gothic tinged novels those are my hindi nominees that i'm aware of from other languages from tamil so thanks to blaft i'm aware of pattu kotai prabhakar sujata and rajesh kumar who have written pretty cool stuff they have been translated into english as in uh, tamil pulp fiction anthologies by blaft out of the hindi ones i mentioned by the way i think only surender mohan pathak has been translated uh, but since we are looking for work that's originally in english at this point i have two nominations uh, the first is uh, madhulika little's muzaffar jung series the first book was the englishman's cameo which is set in mughal era delhi where we have a, a courtier who goes around uh, solving murders uh, i think uh, reminiscent of brother catfile if we have read any of those books but these are pretty interesting they are very well plotted they are very well written uh, madhulika little is an excellent writer you should see her uh, newspaper columns as well and i have had the good fortune to review some of her work for the newspapers before which is how i got introduced to her but her books are awesome the other book series is by abhir mukherjee uh, starring sam windham and surendranath mukherjee i think but he is always called surender not because that's how the british call him these are books set in colonial era calcutta where we have a british uh, policeman 
traveling from London to Calcutta to take up his posting and uh, solving murder mysteries, literally historical murder mysteries that are set in Calcutta. And this is a beautiful set of books. I think there are four. The first was called A Rising Man. And what Abhir Mukherjee, who is, by the way, an Indian origin writer settled in the UK, does is to a kind of stealth of hand of a British perspective because these are written from the lead character, Sam Wyndham's perspective. But there is a kind of sneaky sympathy for the Indians and an understanding of Indian points of view through this character who is kind of more sympathetic than other administrators and policemen in the force at the time. All right. Um, do you think I should take a break before I start the next question? Nah, let's just keep going. All right. So Srivats asks me a simple question, which is uh, how many books do I have in my personal library and how many of them have I read? Okay. Uh, I haven't counted. At this point, I have something like at least 1500 to 1700 books, I think, in my library, out of which I have read maybe about 300 of them and the reason for that really low ratio isn't that I just collect books but it's because I've given away or sold or donated uh, close to 1500 plus books already so books that I get for review books that I am done with and I don't think I'll come back to uh, books that uh, other folks ask for or uh, the libraries where I volunteer are looking for books for their shelves. I usually give away books that I'm done with. So uh, that's that's probably my situation at this point. What that means is, and I'm not counting books that I have uh, borrowed from libraries or from friends to read. So I read this statistic earlier which said that uh, the average person reads about 3000 books in their lives. So I think I've gone way beyond 3000 already. Um, I am probably responsible for bringing that average up to 3000 considering a few folks haven't read at all. <laughs> uh, Alright, my uh, last question that I have and in fact going in the spirit of uh, lit fests and literary events, I think Srivat says that uh, not a question but more of a comment. Uh, you seem to talk a lot about translators and so why is that? So. Uh, if you have been listening to even this episode so far, I, I rely a huge deal on translators because I feel that limiting myself to a single language's works is like sitting in a single room in the house. And going around and seeing different cultures is best done with translators uh, because these are people who uh, know both the source language and the target language at their best. I remember this uh, conversation I had several years ago when I was translating a Hindi book into English. This is a very long time back. And at a literary sort of party, I met a well-known author who says, oh, you do translations Hindi to English. Take mine and you can translate it into Hindi. And I almost snapped at him to say that it doesn't quite work that way because uh, each direction of translation is uh, very, very specific. So if I translate from Hindi to English, it doesn't automatically give me the uh, chops to go the other direction. So I am in awe of these people who do such a nice focused job of uh, translating and bringing these works to us with a mix of the original flavor as well as feeling natural in the language that they're translated into. 
I could go on. There is a huge number of these people, and part of the reason why Indian reading has gone up and Indian fiction is being considered by more people these days is due to translators. Uh, this is new for India. It has not been new for other regions in a long time. Uh, starting all the way back to from our childhood times, if you have read Asterix comics and Tintin comics. be aware that both of those are translated from the french into english by some very sharp people and uh, anthea bell who translated the asterix comics into english is uh, well known to be an excellent writer in fact her a uh, bit of trivia is that her father wrote the new york times crossword apparently so we are talking about a family of literary geniuses here and uh, if you go down and see literature from other countries that we just read and not even pay attention to so a lot of italians umberto eco who is the darling of the college crowd in india right is basically in italian and william weaver is the guy who translated all of his early works into english the works that we are familiar with books from uh, gabriel Gar garcia marquez books from japan books from french all of these writers that we read they've all come through as true translators and the irony is that we know the original writers and we don't pay attention to the translators as i said in the previous episode so blindness by jose saramago which is from the portuguese and we have read it in the english without ever considering the original language and the translator isn't even well known i had to hunt him down to see what who that person was which is a crying shame in my opinion in india uh there are multiple people that i would like to give thanks to since we are on the topic arunav sinha is a legend translating from bengali to english uh, lakshmi homstrom from tamil jason grunbaum and robert hoexted from hindi uh, vikrant pandey from marathi pritam chakravarty and nirmal rajgopalan from tamil i'm sure i'm missing many 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 more i'm sure i'm missing uh, people from around the world i i am just now reminded of the translations of tolstoy and dostoevsky and all these people translations from french all these languages all these books that we take for granted today are all translations and our reading world would be much the poorer uh, without these people and i would highly recommend that uh, other book review uh, articles podcasts people who talk about books pay attention to who the translator is and don't forget to credit that person for being for them being able to read that book all right then i seem to have come to the end of my list of questions today i had one or two more from uh, dms but they weren't really related to books and so i'll not talk about them it looks like i am out of time as well so thanks all for listening and thanks all who asked me questions and i will hope to see you again next time with uh, two new books to review and in the meantime uh, stay safe and keep reading